This is The Traversityist, a podcast about the people that create the culture in and around Traverse City, Michigan. I'm Gretchen Carr, creator, producer, and host. The Traversityist is supported by friends. You, too, can become a friend. Learn more at TraverseCityist.com. On a dark December evening, I ventured down to Onekama, located near the south terminus of M22. One of the few businesses on the main street in town is Handstand, a fine art gallery owned by Jamie and Susan Barnard. Susan is a fiber artist and costume designer. Jamie is a painter and the founding member of the Handstanders, a musical ensemble made up of five northern Manistee County residents. If you attended the 2023 Harvest Festival near Lake City or the 2023 Spirit of the Woods Music Festival in Brethren, then you have heard their sound. Jamie had invited me to come and listen to their rehearsal. He plays drums and keyboards. Well, to me, it feels really, it feels great working with these guys and uh, making music and coming up with songs. And um, it's, I just expect it to keep going. I mean, I hope. Handstand is the primary rehearsal space for the handstanders. Filled with Jamie's bright and loose paintings, it is a space for creative confidence. This confidence is fueling the success for the band. The Handstanders just released their first single, entitled Happiness. It's available on Spotify and iTunes. The music publication Relics has just listed the Handstanders in their December 2023 artist sampler. The Handstanders' first album has been recorded with a release date to be announced, and Jamie's artwork will soon grace the cover of the band's first album. Well, they've been very generous in associating with me. <laughs> it's like part of the identity. It's been a privilege for us yeah. to associate with them. I know, it's totally yeah. Yeah, part of the identity. I mean, it, it compl- it, it's such a good fit. Trevor Hobbs plays drums and keyboards for the band. He and his family live on a glacial lake bed near Brethren. He is also a member of Breathe Owl Breathe, another band with regional roots and national acclaim. Trevor loves playing in the gallery. It's such a privilege to get to play here. Like you walk in and the art is just like vibrating with color and vibe. And it just like makes you feel so good. Casey Chinock, the lead singer, lives with his family just north of Onekama on a small farm in Pierport. 
Originally named Turner's Port, it was established by the Turner's Port Pier Company, who had built piers to ship wood products. The town ceased to exist after typhoid fever nearly wiped out all of the residents in 1887. Now, Pierport's summer cottages and year-round homes comprise the central core of the area. There's a small section of public beach at the end of the main road leading down through the valley and a gurgling spring known as Old Faceful. Casey gets inspiration from this historic lakeshore community and writes many of the lyrics for the band. You know, when I write, I write a lot of poetry and verse. I mostly, most of my things kind of get started out of doors. And over time, I've become almost superstitious about it. Like, I think it's like, it's really windy here, but also like the earth is kind of still singing because it's so new. Like the glaciers just smashed all this stuff up and there's like these echoes coming off the ground too. And so between like the, the just the epic wind force and the way that makes things sing, like leaves and sticks and grass and all kinds of everything. Um, and then like you all this, you also have this like low uh, sound energy that's still coming out of the earth. Um, and just the combination here is really special for inspiration. At least if you can feel it. I mean, if you can feel that stuff, it, it's very inspiring. I don't think everybody like gets these like sensations about it, but maybe mostly, I don't know. So, I don't know. Uh, do you guys feel that way about this place? Like that it does, it has these qualities that are very musical. So, and, and also like, I feel like the wind, you know, stories, I swear to God, stories move on the wind. Like, I don't know how or why, but like something happens like halfway around the world and then all of a sudden it's blowing to you, you know? And so, and we get a lot of wind, you know, especially right on the lakeshore in the winter, it never stops blowing, you know? I don't know. I know it's very superstitious, but. John Storms Rome also plays keyboards and bass. He and his family live north of Bear Lake. He also believes that the land and the water influences the sound of the handstanders. That maybe it's like that connection to nature from our lifestyle. Um, you know, that gives an organic feel to the music that maybe more urban music might not have the same, same amount of influence somehow. So being here definitely affects what we play. If we were just like down in Chicago, you know? It might be awesome, but it'd be different. It would be different. It'd, it'd be, be very different. different. We'd be translating different psychologies at the end of the day to each other. Yeah. Israeli-born Yali Rivlin, a dancer and the fifth member of the band, lives down the hill from Casey in Pierport. He plays tenor and soprano saxophone, and whenever the band performs live, he typically wows the audience with a handstand. I mean, I, I feel we do make it a point to be collaborative. So I feel it's, it's the, the mixture of all of us together that kind of create that sound. That it's, like you said, it's like a, a salad of genres. 
I mean, every time, like, we are trying to write a bio for, like, a festival or something, like, what genres are we going to write? It's just like, well, here's a list of, like, 20 genres that would fit our description. Pick them out of a hand. Yeah, just pick it out of a hand. What are your 20 genres? Like, uh, well, like jazz and fusion and, and hip-hop and funk and, and soul and like R&B and sort of like a, Motown. I don't know, like... G. E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live band from the nineties, like vibe <laughs> that like I tap into. I mean, I don't know, I think I we all just like tap into what we're inspired by and like what we've been through in our lives and then that sort of defines the geography of it. To answer your question, like I think, you know, like Casey's from here and we all kind of live around here and have for various amounts of time, but we've all, like, had our story that brought us to here, you know? And a lot of those were musical for all of us, so, especially for Jamie. Um, John, what were you doing musically? You were doing solo stuff. You were, like, before moving to this area, and then Yali grew up playing saxophone since you were... Yeah, I started playing saxophone in Israel when I was, like, 10. Yeah. No, 12. From 10 to 12, it was clarinet. Yeah. First it was the alto, then the tenor. And then you two were in a band together when you were super young. And, and then and you, Casey, like, you just, like, didn't do music for, like, a huge chunk of time. Like, 14 years or something? Yeah, I mean, I did music a ton when I was younger. Um, started when I was, like, eight. Um, just singing though. It's always been just singing and song stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I moved up here and I totally quit doing music. Um, I would still write songs all the time, but they were just for me. I didn't ever imagine doing songs publicly in any, uh, fashion again. Um, I guess uh, years ago I made a feeble attempt with John to play a couple songs, like 10 years ago or something, right? Yeah, Casey came over um, um, a few, a couple times and brought some of his poems and we sat at the piano and, you know, what I found then was that we needed, we needed someone else with us because, um, there was a groove missing and we weren't finding a groove with just the two of us. And Casey's lyrics needed like a frame to like settle on. Mm -hmm. And I was listening for the harmony in it, but what we didn't have was a rhythm section to like provide that beat that you can like really write to. Now, Casey's lyrics are framed by the collaborative talents of Jamie, Trevor, John, and Yali. Yeah, I think the fact that also we're in a rural area, there's more intimacy. Like, I mean, there's less distraction in a way. Yeah. Um, and I can relate to that, that if we were in a much bigger city, and we knew there was so much around us, we might have been playing things completely different, but who knows. 
I have heard that from a lot of people who live in like LA and Brooklyn that they're like, yeah, the problem with a band is everybody's so busy. And like, as like, everybody's got a dozen different projects. Yeah. And so like, finding the time to like, commit energy to your project is just like, impossible. So, and we're, we're very privileged that way that we're not completely distracted. We can like, focus on each other. Who wrote, did you write Happiness? It's always all the songs are a group effort. I write the I write most of the words, not all of them. So if you're trying, if you're looking for some words, I'm a great resource. Call them up. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but um, yes, yeah. uh, but yeah, the guys always add stuff. It's always it's always a mix. And what is many books full? Like many notebooks full. Well, it's very casual about like. Oh yeah. Oh, I do still have this one. It's like, oh, I'm glad you do. Like, this is what I've written. Like, oh, I just burned this them. Is I just burned the poems I've written since, since I started last June with these guys. So <laughs> they're all full. Well, except for the bottom one is like half full. Ugh. Casey is a descendant of Onekama royalty. Perhaps his deep ties to Manistee County have created his sense of self and place. In the American songwriting tradition, his self-mythologizing activates the imagination, instigating connections of self and the community. My family founded Onekama and founded most of the important um, historical uh, buildings around Onekama. All the parks were donated and designed by them. They flooded Onekama with a big dam. Then they were involved when the channel uh, got blown out, but um, they've done all kinds of stuff to Onekama, and the channel was just one pretty significant, like, ecologically catastrophic event that was triggered by their desires and actions and plans. But I have a lot of those people's writings, and I've read them, and um, a lot is just known. I mean, you can search this stuff up on Wikipedia, and uh, um, that, that ancestor who was uh, directly involved in uh, the event of the channel uh, was called A.W. Farr. So it's the Farr family, and it's that branch of my family that founded Onekama, and um, my family still owns the first um, beautiful like manor house built in Onekama up on this hill. So that was like the original Farr homestead in Onekama. And uh, anyway. Just east of Casey's Pierport home is the small town of Calava. Founded in 1900 by Finnish settlers, the name of the village comes from the Kalevala, the national epic of Finland. So, um, the Manistee County Blues was written this summer, and it's actually a funny story. I was fixing the bank, and I do masonry work for money. That's how I make most of my family's money is doing cement work and stone work. My, my specialty is definitely like fancy brick and stone work. 
um, and like fixing up old barns. There's this old bank in Calava. It was bought by this lovely old lady who's trying to fix Calava up a little bit because Calava is just one of the saddest towns around here. I mean, it's just a really sad, worn down ghost town, you know. Anyway, so she hired me to fix up the old bank which had closed down a few years ago and she was trying to turn it into a she is still trying to turn it into a museum and while i was there i I was just filled with this feeling of like the ghosts that were like surrounding us and how the people um like the ghosts of what was you know it was like such a run downtown and the people who were left there were all so angry and confused and like just looking for something to be excited about um and and they were really happy to see me and yali there uh working on their bank and um i have some photos of this but the last day we were there fixing up the outside of the building because it's all it's all brick and cement the outside of the building and it needed some repairs the last day we were there i brought my keyboard and yali brought his saxophone and i told everybody we'll probably be done around three o'clock and come back and these people came back on their golf carts and their ATVs and these old people came and me and Yali performed a little show for them uh, right on the front porch of the bank. And I played a few of my songs um, I've written for them. And I wrote this song specifically for them. So like that, uh, that little chorus that sings is, you know, um, Caliva Towny Blue. Manistee County Blues, what do we do with the left behinds? Nothing, nobody finds them. And you know, the, the lyrics to that song are all about just like uh, the, the dissolving of these uh, small rural communities and how the people who get trapped in them, you know, have like nothing. And it's so hard to keep your hopes up and to uh, look forward to the future and feel like there is a future <laughs> when you're trapped in one of those places. So um, that's what that song's about. You can learn more about The Handstanders by visiting thehandstanders.com. I'm Gretchen Carr. Happy New Year, and thank you for listening to The Traverse Cityist. The Traverse Cityist is supported by friends. You too can become a friend. Learn more at TraverseCityist.com.